You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Well, as we have heard, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the West Side Church, and uh, we are truly grateful to have you visiting with us today and especially really grateful to have our brothers and sisters from the metro region you know the west side has been we've had a a great year amazing year Um, god has been doing incredible things and and our theme for this year was family faith and friendship and so today as we finish out the year i'd like to consolidate probably the most some of the most three important facets of human life Not just Christian life, but human life for us to be able to live a healthy life with a good well-being. And the reason I say this is because every now and again, the U.S. Surgeon General releases, they do a study and they release findings that address serious health issues within the nation. And I don't know if you saw this year's uh, research And some years they focus on smoking and the effects on the smoking on the community or on e-cigarettes or obesity. But this was this year's. Our epidemic of loneliness and isolation. Isn't that incredible? He discovered that loneliness is is a major, major issue within the US. And it has a serious impact not only on our mental health, But the stress caused by isolation and loneliness has a detrimental impact on our physical health too. And they discovered that, take a look at this, lacking social connection is as dangerous as smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. Can you believe that? What we're seeing is that people are literally dying from loneliness. Loneliness affects cardiovascular disease, hypertension, diabetes, infectious diseases, and of course, mental health and general well-being. You see, loneliness is a natural stress state that our body tells us that there's something wrong. It signals that we need community and connection. But it's more than just having people around us. That doesn't always fix our loneliness it's the quality of the relationships that matter the most you know I remember being 19 and I had a girlfriend I had a ton of friends and I remember sitting with my girlfriend on her couch and I suddenly started crying and she looked at me like what's wrong with you and I tried to kind of express I said I don't know I feel lonely I feel empty inside and this was I think my body telling me that I needed something deeper the the friendships that I enjoyed and in fact I still have to this day they were good but they weren't deep and God was trying to grab hold of me and tell me I you I need you in my community I need you to connect and have a relationship with me and then let me show you what deep relationships can look like and are all about You know, Dr. Murphy, the U.S. Surgeon General, he said the solution to loneliness is in our hands. It's the oldest medicine known to mankind. And you know what he said it was? The ability to give and receive love. 
That's what the US Surgeon General said. I don't know if he's read the Bible, but he's not far wrong from it. I love that because the Bible once again is being illuminated by science. The Bible once again is being shown as the authority on life and our well-being. We just need to do what it says. You see, when we have strong relationships in our lives, we do better. Do you know what the number one culprit was? What do you think it is? That's stopping, that's causing our isolation and loneliness. Any ideas? What we all have in our pockets right now. What some of us are even looking on instead of listening to the sermon. The study, the study said that we are so addicted to our cell phones that we are in fact becoming 50% human and 50% technology. We are becoming artificial intelligence. There are 37% of people, listen to this, 37% of people go through their week without any human face-to-face physical contact. Isn't that sad? So sad. And And social media users have the highest levels of isolation and loneliness than any other group. You see, we are more connected than ever, but we are lonelier than ever. What I really liked about the, uh, the, the article, the report that was put together, you can go and look at it, read it yourself, it's pretty long. What I really like about it is that he said, the answer to our epidemic of isolation and loneliness is two things. Connection and community. That's it. It's in our hands. And that's what we have every single week in our small groups, in our relationships together. We are so blessed. I think this is pretty amazing because this is what we've been working on this year in the West Side, isn't it? Family, faith, friendship. As I was reading more into this, I found another article that said the solution to solving the epidemic on loneliness and isolation is this. Family, faith and friendship. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. We're on the right track. And today, I want to give you a really short message just about how we can make the most of these incredible qualities not only for now, but continually putting them into practice so that we don't have to be this statistical trend, but we can be a light to the world just as Jesus was the light to the world for us. See, the Bible says that God has given us, in his divine power, everything we need for life and for godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. See, God says, you don't need to be the lonely. You don't need to be isolated. I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. We just need to make the most of it. That is why Jesus came. And so today, as we talk about family, faith and friendship, I want to summarize it all and encapsulate all of those three things with one simple word. And that is 
connect. See, this is the reason. And you'll hear many messages maybe over Christmas about the true meaning of Christmas. But I think, and one message could be, that Jesus came to connect us. To connect us to God, but also to connect us to one another and to others. Let's pray. Father, we are really grateful for sending your son, Jesus, who taught us how to love, taught us to to place us in a family, to give us a hope and a future, to fulfill us in ways that we didn't even know we needed fulfillment. And that today, Father, as we look briefly into your word, we pray that you will teach us, that you will mold us, that you will encourage us, you will strengthen us to make the most of and use everything that you have given us for life and for godliness. We're grateful that we can gather together in your name. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Alright, so I have a couple of points. So the Bible says, God has given us all that we need, but we still have a responsibility ourselves to make the most and use the things that he has given us. He goes on in Second Peter 1 and says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith. Now, of course, it always starts with faith. That is the bedrock and the foundation on which everything else is built. You know what I liked about the report that that Dr. Murphy put together is that he even highlighted the need for community and connection. And one of the ways to solve that was through centers of worship. And he said that the reason why we're seeing is because people are abandoning faith, abandoning God and thinking that they can do it on their own without a community like this. And we know that we can't. And so he calls people back to worship, back to faith. I love the fact that people come to church at Christmas and at Easter. Like it's a tradition. And that's a good thing, okay? And if you're here today, one of those people, I don't want you to stand up or make you feel bad. You are very welcome. But God didn't send Jesus just to be a tradition in our lives. He sent him to be your life. And so the most important supplement to your faith Because you have faith, otherwise you wouldn't be here today, is godliness. Okay? So first point, connect with God. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with godliness. You know what godliness means? Loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Deciding to love and pursue God every single day of your lives. That's all that godliness is. It's more than a tradition. It's more than coming to church once a week. It's more than coming twice a year. It is full devotion to him and to his community. Learning to bend your will to his teachings. To trust his plan for your life, even if it goes against what the world tells you. Willing to live according to his ways, not your own. That's what godliness is. Do you know what this is? It's a silhouette. This is called a white space. Anyone heard of a white space? A white space is something that all of us need. It's the place that our brains need to be able to think. It's a place that we need to intentionally create 
and go to so that we can have time unplugged from the world to plug into our brains and actually just think about how I'm doing as a person. Now, some of us like going there for too long, so we need to be balanced. But we all need to create white spaces so that we can just think about how am I? You know, we had David Bruce come and do a midweek for us at our, a mental health workshop. And he spoke about this app called How We Feel. And so I've been using that and it's been amazing just to think about how am I actually doing today? What's good? What's going on deep inside me? I never do that. I never create a white space for those kind of thoughts. But that app has really been helping me. But God wants every one of us to create that space and enter into it so that we can connect with him. How am I really doing spiritually? That's the kind of things you can think about in your white space. Reflect on your walk with him. How can I love God more deeply? What is his direction for my life? What does he want my devotion to his community to look like next year? What is holding me back? Again, I think so often we don't enter and create these white spaces because our phones get in the way. Whenever we even begin to feel bored, what do we do? Take it out and start scrolling. I remember as a kid being so bored, I was watched the rain fall down the window pane. That's how bored I was. It was good though. It was good for my mind to be empty of things so I could think and reflect on life. I'm not saying I was being deeply philosophical watching the water fall down the window pane. But there were moments when you would really reflect and think about who am I? What does God want for my life? But if the first thing we do when we feel bored is to take that out, we're never going to create that white space. Think about it. You know, for me, one of the best places that I go for, for my white space is in the bathroom. That may be a bit too much information, I know. But I do some of my best thinking in there. But I have to fight thinking this. And if you ever feel that, oh no, I forgot my phone and I'm in the bathroom! And you're in despair. You cannot handle it. You almost want to call someone to get it for you. You know what? If you forgot your phone and you're in the bathroom, that's a white space. Make the most of it. Think, reflect, pray. This Christmas, put the phone down. Okay? Spend time connecting with Jesus. Go out and pray. Go on a prayer walk. Read the word more than you have done in a while. Pick up a spiritual book. Think. Meditate. Contemplate. Give yourself this gift of connection so that God can fill them. You know, once we've created these spaces and we're filling it with God, Peter says, don't stop there with godliness. But then add to your faith brotherly affection and also love. And this brings us on to the second point and my final point. Connect with each other. You know, the holidays are a perfect opportunity to connect with people, right? That, that's really what they're all about. But sometimes that is easier said than done. 
How many of you, even in Thanksgiving, which was only one day, witnessed an argument or some friction or tension within a family situation? Either you were involved or you witnessed it. Oh, not too bad. But it happens, and sometimes it's unavoidable. So let me give you some pointers of how perhaps we can make the most of this time together. You know, studies show that, once again, even having a mobile phone or a cell phone on the dining room table, even if it's turned over, it's put on silent, the very fact that it's in sight affects the the quality of conversation that you have. Keep it away. When you're having a family time this year, keep the phones out of sight, therefore out of mind. Okay? Eat together though, as well, of course. Have conversation starters. Try to look up some questions that you could just simply discuss and just enjoy being together. If you are going to use your phone, use it to reach out to relatives. Okay? Call your grandma that you haven't spoken to in a few months. Call an uncle, an auntie, someone who, a family member who might even be alone. Reach out and share the love of Jesus with them this Christmas. You know, the study also talks about connecting as a family. Go on a walk together. This is my family, us going on a winter walk in England a few years ago. I don't miss that weather, but it was a nice walk. (laughs) Play games together. How about that? That's a fun thing to do. Bonding, connecting. You can't do any of those things on your phone. None of them. Remember, we're here to overcome isolation, loneliness through connection. We have to be intentional. You know, we got some time with a family this week, a couple, and they were telling us how about 10 years ago or so, they scrapped giving presents for Christmas. Kids, I'm sorry. We may do it one year. What they do instead is that they do something called the perfect day. And so each year they decide, what could our perfect day look like And so this year they're taking off and they're going up to, uh, I think, San Luis Obispo or somewhere there. And they're going to stay in a hotel. They're going to just eat together, walk along the beach together. That is their Christmas gift to one another. Just being a family. One year they decided all they wanted to do was play board games with each other all day. How fun. Another one, they just go on trips, go on hikes, simply so that they can be together. You know, this Christmas, give your family the gift of being present. Okay? I I love this quote that I saw. The gift of presence is better than any present you can give your family. Jesus came for connection. For us to connect with him, connect with God, and to connect with one another. The world tells us that we don't need that. The world tells us that we can do it on our own. We need it so much. Our world is suffering and our world is in pain, but God has given us the solution. You know, I know some of us may not even have, may not have a family that we're able to visit this Christmas. 
or even our own family situations can be quite challenging. So in challenging moments, we just simply need to ask ourselves, what does love look like in this situation? That's a good thing that I ask myself often. And if you don't have family to visit, the study even shows that friendships and friends are equally, if not even sometimes, more impactful than spending time with family. Because let's face it, friends don't always come with the baggage of family. So the truth is, let's all look out for one another this Christmas, okay? Work on deepening whatever opportunities for connection we can have. Get deep. Share how you're really doing with one another. So this Christmas as we celebrate the gift of Jesus to the world, remember that he is a gift to our lives as well. So as I close, and as we take communion together, the Bible says in Isaiah 9, which was a prophecy hundreds of years before Jesus was born, he says, for unto us a child is born. Wonderful counsellor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. See, Jesus came to be our counsellor. You know what a counsellor is? He's an advisor to help us navigate the obstacle that we call life. The US Surgeon's General's advice was good. But Jesus has been teaching this stuff for 2,000 years. When the world is losing hope, Jesus is always our Prince of Peace. Because he's our connection to him, but also to each other. So Merry Christmas. We're going to pray for communion right now. But let's enjoy an amazing holiday of connection. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your amazing son who came to connect us to you through him dying on the cross for our sin. He did not deserve to die, but it was willing, Father, to surrender his body so that we can know you and we can love one another. We pray, God, that this Christmas, that his birth, his life, his death will definitely not be in vain. That we will use that as a motivation to look deeply into ourselves, to figure out how am I really doing, and that we will look to connect with each other on a deeper level than we may have done for a while. But we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his willingness to love us so deeply and help us to love you and to love each other in the same way in return. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.